The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. So like this week, man, I heard this uh, theory, the broken window theory, right? Mm. And basically it's like if you're in a neighborhood and you see a neighborhood, you see a house with a broken window, nobody fixes it. And then it's like, well, if they're going to let their broken window, I mean, if they're going to let their window go broke, I'm going to let mine. And then before you know it, everything dilapidates, right? Mm. Have you ever heard of that? Actually, no. And um, I was thinking like, right, because this, it, sometimes I see trash in the neighborhood or whatever. I go out and pick it up when I have time. And I'm like, it's the opposite, too. Because the more stuff you let go, the more it gets added on to. The more stuff that you fix, it also gets added on to. Also, it may take a lot longer, but it does happen. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because it's like, I may say, ain't nobody picking up that trash, man. Why? It, ain't even, it don't even make sense. It's just going to grow. Like People still going to throw trash out there. Do you or, think, I, oh, go ahead. You think most people go into, you know, most people already had a state of mind. They're not going to pick it up because... Why should I pick it up when it's going to be a couple more pieces put down tomorrow? People going to say like that? I think so. I think so. But what what goes in my head is like I write about other neighborhoods. They don't have any designated community service that come out and pick it up. They don't have any designated. They do it themselves. They police their own. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why can't we do that too? Okay. So, okay. So you were about to go into the next example. What's the next example? Uh, I was going to say that. Same thing goes for the opposite side, right? I go out there and pick it up. Now, it's easier to see another piece of trash on the ground and throw another piece of trash on there. But it's a lot harder to get somebody to pick up some trash along with you. It's going to happen, but it's going to take a lot longer for that to happen, for that gotcha. for that uh, habit to ingrain. Uh, and I feel that. But and then, I think that's what discourages people. Okay. But then you got those that, in a sense, it's almost like they want to watch the world burn anyway. So the moment you go... And you pick up the trash, they watching it, and they purposely now throwing trash down. 100%. You know, it, so it's like, man, it, that's that's the, that's when things become problematic. Like you say, you know, like an environment, like a community. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, you know, it could, it could have gone from a community or environment that was once flourishing and then all of a sudden it's dilapidated. But again, in order for it to have become uh, dilapidated, you know, it, it was like it was a series of events that had to occur to get it to that point. True. I mean, the, the, the like same thing. You saying a gradual decline. Yeah. 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 Everything doesn't happen just overnight, but then all of a sudden, it's like you know, it's it's really dealing with anything in anything in life. You know, like swamps, stuff like that, or even the ocean. Now they talking about how much trash is found in the ocean now, and then it, it just messes up the whole ecosystem. Hundred percent. Because now you know, now yeah, it might not be affecting you directly at that point in time, but then like the fish, different exactly. things, you know, the the life, you know, the life that's out there, the coastline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, you you bring up a, a very good point, man. That's that's a very good point. Oh uh, yeah, man. It just got me thinking about that, you know, um, because it go. I think. From from my standpoint, I just thought it got lost that it doesn't make an effect 
Because even with your uh, ocean theory, right? I mean, uh, with your ocean statement, because you're right. People are going to continue to throw trash in the ocean, but you also want to continue the people of trying to clean up the ocean, too. So I think that's just like that push that like um, you need both sides. And sometimes you could get discouraged on one side, but it's like, yo, the more you do it, the more people that catch on that drift. So with that being said, do you think so it's no different than good and evil? You're going to always have one that's doing they're going to be doing it. You know, they're going to be doing a part in this in this circle. Yeah. So in a sense, it's like you got half of a circle at all times. Always. Because you're yeah. going to have folk over there doing what they do and then folk <laughs> over true. here doing what they do. 100%. So it's like, does it ever truly balance out, though? I think it does, man. Like, I don't think it, well, I wouldn't say it's a balance because it's almost like you got the streams on both spectrums. Like, you got a good, the people that want to pick up trash in this scenario, the people that's like, they don't, they could care less. Mm-hmm. But then you have that, that medium, right? It's never going to be completely in the middle. Or the middle is more like a equilibrium, like total balance, like no trash on the ground, everybody on the same accord. I think it varies between those two edges, like to where people convert to this side a little bit more, people give up and go to this side a little bit more, but it's never in that middle. You always have that fluctuation, almost like the ocean. You always have that so in and always, out. Yeah, so it's a wave. So I think that's how I look at it. It's like, because you always going to have people that's inspired, you have people that get uninspired. So it's the flow of things. It's the mm-hmm. flow of life. It's the flow of the system. But I just thought that was interesting when I heard the broken window theory. Interesting. Interesting. So like, like where have you noticed that this theory tends to hit your life the hardest? Mm, that's a good question, man. Um, for example, like I said, the neighborhood with the litter. You know what I'm saying? I see that uh, to where people just could care less. And um, it could be a demographic base because it's never like you can never pinpoint like this is the problem. It could be age. It could be parenting. It could be a lot of different things. Um, that's the main one that I noticed that's, that's prevalent. Uh, also in like the way you feel when you go to work, like your environment at work, you like, you had those employees that's just like negative, toxic, mm-hmm. and then you had those employees just like yo man, they they take the good with the bad, they embrace the suck, and um they understand that that is ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. So those are like the two main areas, like work and um your environment when you come home. Okay, almost like parallels, but like they almost one in the same too, because both skills are both uh transferring to each other. So it's the flow. Yeah, man. Uh, you 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 we done with that one, or you want to move on? How you how you feeling? I mean, I mean yeah, I, I mean you got me thinking about that, man. Nah, actually. go ahead. Um, so, I mean, okay, with let's talk about waves for a second. You talk about the flow. Let's talk about the waves. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so um, you you talking about like how things can become problematic? Yep. So, is a wave. Is a wave itself problematic in your mind? A wave? Like, um, not really. Just, exactly. Why is that? It's just one of them, you know, and it's going to pass. It's going to come and, it's, and that's it. It's going to hit you and then it's going to keep going. Not necessarily. Why do you say that? All waves don't hit you. You don't feel all waves. You had the small ones. Exactly. And then on top of that, it's off in a distance. So sometimes certain waves, the impact, you will never even feel. True. So... A wave is not a wave is not always remembered by the fact of it just being a wave. A wave doesn't become memorable until that wave makes an impact, a profound yeah. impact. Means that mug come up on shore and take something out. Now all of a sudden, 
Yo, boy, you remember the ways, boy, back in, you know, 94, whatever. Now, now all of a sudden, you put a name to it. Because it's worth the name. So, impact. Why, why are we not more like ways? Why don't we? Aspect. I'm talking about making a profound impact in life. Shouldn't we all be more like waves? Because that's true. We truly not remembered until we make a profound impact. But it really and truly speaking, everybody should be making some type of a profound impact on the everyday life. You should not. And you think about this, man. It should never be a day if you are able to actually vocalize yourself or voice your opinions that. It should never be a day in which you're living and then you never are able to make an impact on somebody's life or in life, period. True. Where somebody actually says, you know what, man, even if they can't even remember your name, they'll remember, man, you know what, boy, somebody says something so, you know, so powerful to me today, you know, man. I can't even remember his name. Brother woke glasses. Now they're trying to give, you know, give a, yeah. a, a in-depth description on how you look. You know, he looked like, man, he looked like a deacon, man, to me. But I'm just saying, you know, a swole deacon, whatever, you know. But again, it's the action. It's that, you know. That's real. That that should, we all should really, we should actually strive for that. We, we, we should strive for making an impact. I'll say, like, even if it's not something, like, on a grand scale, like today, like, I was calling trying to troubleshoot. Um, the security system in there And It was a moment of silence To where they were like I'm gonna put you on a brief hold To check And it's like I just took the opportunity To have a conversation about it You know what I'm saying And he was like Hey old man I've been to Savannah before They got some good eateries there And it was just A natural conversation there You know what I'm saying And it's just like Sometimes Those make an impact On somebody's day You know I don't know What kind of calls he had Before that, that was, Those could have been terrible Those could have been great You know what I'm saying But that might have been like that, that conversation That maybe carried him on Through the end of his shift you know what I'm saying? So it's like those small opportunities that we have, too, to just engage in conversation or engage in, you know, saying something to, to boost somebody today or just having a conversation with somebody. I mean, you know just, what I'm saying? The, just the, the act of humanity. Yeah. Just, you know, it get lost, take a man. long moment to just, you all right today? You know, that means the world of some people just to hear, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You doing okay today? Like, you know. Wow, nobody's ever asked me that before. And you will start thinking that's something so minor, but it goes 100%. unsaid so often. You know, it's just like, man, when when did we start getting on this this like when did we get on this track in which, man, it's like we don't we don't care to socialize, we don't care to, you know, really like lift up somebody or just ask how you doing. You know. That's like real. Really like really mean how you doing, you know? <laughs> Uh, it may, it take me back to the conversation we had, like to where um, I was calling you. I was getting gas, and you was like, "Bro, you heard what you just said?" When I was uh, when I said, I got, "Let me get pump, uh, seventy on pump five or something like that." Uh, so uh, reintroduce the people. So like to we, what, was, yeah, what we, we, we was we um, was having a conversation. I think I was calling. I was calling Eric, complaining about something. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't having a good day. And um, throughout the conversation, I'm at the gas station trying to get gas, and I'm like, "Yo, let me get uh, seventy on pump five. And Eric stopped me. He was like, bro, you heard what you just said, man. Just a couple years ago, you would have never said that in college. You know like what I'm saying? Think about that. Yeah. You <laughs> it's real, about though. That in your life. But it go to what you say. Like, and we take them small things for granted, man. Exactly. And, and take into consideration, since your college days, 
Man, grass, I mean, no, I'm talking about grass, but uh, gas, <laughs> gas has increased. Right. But we're going to complain about the, the, the prices, you know what I'm saying, increasing. You feel me? But you still asking for 70. You feel me, man? Now, you know, like flip that, back then, man, we doing the bare minimum just to survive. Right. Hey, can I get, you know, it, man, we might mess around and say it, bro, we say it with so much, hey, let me get 10 on um, 70. You know, but we know that 10... <laughs> Like down the street, and then after that, man, it, man, that needle, you know, it just get me to the, get me to paycheck at the uh, bare minimum. You know it's what I'm like, saying? yeah. But then we gonna complain about, man, I'm broke. But 100%. we don't think about that when we able to do more than what we used to do. Yeah, man. Like that stuff doesn't, it, you know, it don't register. Like it, it don't hit. I think we get um, jaded to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Of course, we get jaded to it, hustle and bustle. But it does. Those things are a lot more meaningful if we take time into it, because like, um. Like you said, man, like it's, it's it go back to that saying it's so cliche. Like, you know, if you if there's one thing that you complain about a day, you can think of five things to be grateful for. You know what I'm saying? And it sounds so cliche, like maybe one of those things. Should, hey, maybe we should challenge ourselves to do that. Real talk though, man. Like I'm telling you, man, and it is it's super helpful because you're right. Let's do that for a minute, man. Straight up off off the muscle, off the yeah, off the dome. Right All now. Right, let's go. I, I'm gonna make it even sweeter. In in a in a, in a you know, in a game of life. Baseball, we say three strikes, so I'm going to give you three choices. All right. Give me three things right now off the muscle that you're thankful for in this day. Oh, man, dude. I'm thankful for to have a cell phone to to make as many calls as I did today. Thankful to have a security system to be able to even troubleshoot. And um, I'm thankful for that time I spent with my wife today. We went to the range and shot around a little bit, so I'm thankful for that. Hold on. So something shooting? Yeah, man, it was it was cool, man. To be honest, like it was, okay. that was on my bucket. It was on one of my goals, man, to be able to go to the range. So I wanted her to get comfortable with it. Boy, so the risk grown now. Yeah, man, it was cool. I advise anybody to do that, man. If you got a significant other, man, they all um, are y'all serious? Whatever, go to the range, man. Shoot around a little bit. It's a lot funner than get some gun. It was actually a gun safety class, like the way they walk walk us through uh, the the like civilian. It was an open range for civilians. So we came in. Um, they gave us an hour class and then they let us shoot around a little bit at the end. But it was dope, man. It was man, fun. That, that sound, man. That's actually something I said I wanted to do. Like, I'm not a big fan of guns, really, like that per se. But that's something that I said I wanted to become more comfortable with guns. Yeah. You know. What made it even better, not to cut you off, what made it even better was that we was there with other people. So, like, they felt the same way we were. It wasn't like we were singled out or anything. And that makes it a lot, like, yeah. a lot better when you got community there. Yeah. We all laughing, talking, joking. It was cool, bro. That's but what up, about man. you, man? What's on you? What's, what's the um, three you got so, today? So, um, for me, it's a little different, but hey. Um, so one of the things, uh, one of the things that I'm thankful for, is just uh, just being able to be or able to able to discern the fact that we as people, man, we struggle with things such as oppression, depression. You know, um, these things are real, man. They exist. And although you may be borderline depressed, when you in that moment of the storm or the eye of the storm, so to speak, just understanding that, you know what? Right now, man, like I'm, I feel like I'm fading. Like I'm, I'm feeling real, you know, real low. It just, I, I'm not there right now. Being able to identify it yeah. in the midst of it. I'm thankful for being able to identify it, to pinpoint what it is. Because a lot of people don't never, they can't never identify it. And before you know it, if you can't never identify, then all of a sudden you're not swimming in depression. 
you drowning in depression. Mm. So it's like it's a difference between, you know, swimming and drowning in something. Sometimes it's not about like with fear, you with fear, a person that, that fear that, that fears everything, they're not living anyways. They're dying quickly. Yeah. Because they're terrified of the world. But it's like, you know, people that may struggle with depression per uh, per se, you know, you never want to be comfortable with depression. Hear what I'm saying? You never want to be comfortable with it. But if you at that point in depression and nobody's around, at least you want to be able to swim in it. You don't want to be in there drowning. Yeah. Because a person is drowning, it's already too late. You know, they're taking on all of these issues and they're going down quicker, you know. But being able to swim in it is being cognizant and being aware of the fact that I'm going through this storm right now. But even though you're going through it and nobody may not be around, just understanding that, you know what, I'm still not in this by myself, you know. And I've been here before, so if God was able to get me out of this before, surely I can get out of it again, you know. Half of the battle is just thinking, you know. If you're thinking, if you're thinking victorious, then to be honest with you, there's always a way out. You know, if you're thinking, you know, if you're thinking like, let's call it what it is. If you're thinking like a loser, you're going to lose. That's Very just true. what it is. Very true. You know, but just being able to, being able to be real with self and understand when you battling something and in the midst of battling it, this isn't something that you're comfortable with. This isn't something that you want to be going through. But hey, it's the it's that it's that moment in which this just like being happy. You being happy, like it's crazy when you happy, right? And you enjoying yourself. You might be in a in a spirit of celebrating mm -hmm. or a party. You're not really like thinking about the moment like, yo, I'm really like having a legit I'm like having a, a grand time. Nobody really thinking about it. It's, it's only just, after the fact, really. Exactly. You go back and reminisce, boy, that was dope. But hey, boy, that was the hey. Looking at the pictures or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like again, going back to the moment, understanding the moment. Uh more like a center being present type of situation. Yeah, just again, that you before before you can <laughs> before you can ever say that, you know, <laughs> before you can ever say that you survived something, you gotta go through it. Yeah. But while you're going through it, understanding, you know what? Right now, my job is not to panic. Because if I panic, then that's going to cause even more issues for me. Yeah. So don't be hasty. Don't be, you know, irrational. Don't be, you know, just, hey, just first of all, calm yourself down. Breathe. You know what I'm saying? Understand the surrounding. Understand the atmosphere. Understand what it is that you're going through. Understand that, you know what? This right here, this is only momentary. I can Very make true. it through this. Hundred percent. I want to. Uh, you said two major things. You said um, acceptance. Uh, you said when you're in depression, remember that you're not drowning. You're swimming, which is movement. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. movement, not stagnation, right? Yeah. And it takes me back to um, when I was in the military. We used to wake up. At, <laughs> we used to wake up at four thirty, right, to go PT. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's raining. And I used to hate life, bro. And I'm like, bro, I got three years of this. I got t four years of this. I got two years of this. And I got I got one year of this. And by the time I got to that one year mark, it was like it was nothing. It was like I was on the way out. But the uh, the moment of waking up on like a Tuesday and like, bro, I got four more days, man, to go to wake up. And I don't want to do. It. I'm hurting. I'm tired. And then I got to go through a whole work day. And it's like. 
what made me think of that, excuse me, when I was thinking of that, it says sometimes you can't make something better or easier. Sometimes it's just going to suck. Whether it be conflict, waking up early, gym. And it's like coming to that realization is so like almost freeing. Like some things you just can't make better, man. It's just going to suck. Like this is going to suck. Every day that I wake up and try to go to the gym, I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to want to get out of bed. It's just a process. It's just a part of the process. But it's a reason behind that, though. It's a what reason behind that because it was the thoughts can become a hindrance not to become better. Very true. So you think about it. If the thought is, man, I hate getting up going to this job, then yeah, you got a choice. You could be hindered by the thought of going to work and you say, you know what? I ain't going tonight. Then all of a sudden, all you're doing on the back end is you shortening your check. And then you say, you know what? The next night come. Because it's coming right back around like clockwork. (laughs) That's the crazy part about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, boy, the day could be, I'm talking about, the day could be satisfying. Then all of a sudden, it's time to go back to this job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you count the hours. Yep. And then that's the first time, that's when time wanna speed up. Yeah, it does. It does. But man. then when that's you looking for like for you trying to get out, when you trying to get out, let's just say you was talking about, you know, when you was in when you was within that year. But let's talk about when you got about six months to go to get out. Ah, bro. Time drags then. It does, man. It's like time Every works. Day. Time works according to the mind. If the mind if the mind is so eager and thirsty for something to happen right then and there, it's gonna go slow. Yeah. But if you're in the middle of a struggle, that's the trip though. In the it middle is, of a though. struggle, a lot of times, if you can, if you could just hang, if you can hang tight and just hold on, before you know it, it'll be over. The storm will be over. But it's like we're in the midst of the storm, it could feel like, bruh. I and I only imagine. I don't know. I never want to be in the situation where I'm experiencing a tornado. Never. Oh, yeah, man. But they say, man, that is really in actuality. They say it's really a few minutes. But in the midst of that, boy, that could be, boy, yeah. that, the feeling, I can only imagine. Don't feel like no few minutes. Yeah. I'm talking about everything taking a beating. 100%. But it's like afterwards, whew. It's you know really like that, man. Yeah. Like either like with thirty seconds sparring, or like like I said with the PT, it's like that was only an hour out of the day. I got seven more to go, or ten more to go. So it's like that was one hour out of something that was gonna be done and over with quick. And like you said, man, it's something that you you realize that like what I realized over those years was like, yo, I was able to do that and I didn't die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't die. Nothing happened. I didn't pass out. I was able to do it. Wake up and finish the rest of my day. So. I'm a, it brings me to my next point. My next point is this here. Through dealing with certain things, right, such as that, I quickly realize I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for the mindset or the mind frame of understanding that either you could be hunted or you could be the hunter. Meaning that this here, if you already know something is right around the corner, staying, it's, it's waiting for you. Matter of fact, it ain't even running from you no more because it knows you got to come this way. Yeah. You got to it go through no, this. It ain't no avoiding it. So, yeah. What you going to do, bro? You going to put off the inevitable and now it's time to attack it. 100%. Because a lot of times when you sit around and you you function all, uh, functioning off of fear, then to be honest with you, that's like you you are prime and ready for failure. 100%. But then when you sit up there and say, nah, forget that. I'm going to bring the fight to it this time. Then to be honest with you, you catch the situation off guard, it seems. And like now all of a sudden, you learn it's it's almost like now you're willing to learn on the go. 
100%. You're willing to do what it takes to get past this. Right. So it's like you learning more about yourself as well as the situation at the same time. You becoming more equipped to, you know, to endure that in which you never thought you could endure. Right. But she was always made to endure. Which is the trip, right? You know what I'm saying? That's the trip. You know what I mean? And I think uh, the biggest statement I've heard all year um, was uh, take action. And it sounds cliche, especially for me, because I'm a prepared person. Like, I want to be prepared. So it's like, why take action if you're not prepared? But it's like, we had a conversation about this a couple episodes back about, like, um, you're not always going to be prepared or something like that. Preparing for that. How to you prepare, for the, prepare for the unexpected. So it's like, when you face with adversity, to be able to face it head on and just go through it, you're right. You become what you need to become while going through it. Interesting. A couple segments ago, we were talking about preparing for the unexpected, right? How do you prepare for the unexpected? And I bring that back around. Yeah. It, just, it just hit me by being present. That's the perfect key word to it, man. That's it. Dude, that's the only way to prepare for it, bro. Just just because <laughs> if it's your time, that means you're going to be present. Dude, that's that's the crazy. Only, that's it. <laughs> that's just it. be present. <laughs> that's real, though, man. Yeah. 100%, dog. That that was a, that was a fire. Um. Another one I want to go into is uh, so on on my job, right? I got asked um, by somebody that was they was like, you know, I didn't think that your wife was black, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, that's not the first time I heard that. So what they think you're Carlton? Yeah, they think exactly, exactly. So they like. Uh, they didn't think I, I dated black women. So tell me, I, so, okay, I got to ask now. I got to ask. How does that really make you feel? Honestly, man, um, it used to piss me off. But I'm uh, looking at your disposition right now. By the way, I'm well, yeah, at, go ahead, man. Honestly, it used to piss me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush. Like I'm, I'm, I'm serious, man. It used to piss me off, but now it's just like I laugh at it. I think it's hilarious because I understand why they asking me that. Why? Why do you um, feel they asking you that? I think they asked me that because. You're judged by the way you look and the way you sound. And um, how you carry yourself. And how you carry yourself, right? So typically when you approach by somebody who looks and sounds similar to me, it comes with a certain uh, characteristic. Or a label. Or a label, right? So I understand that. So but with that, okay, speaking of labels, yeah. let's talk about this. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> we about to go there, man. <laughs> so if you labeled something or you... Uh, <laughs> if you label something Do you think that they look at you And they Do they feel like Your label is more so Do you think that they look at you And they think that Your label is uh, Authentic Or do they do Or do they think that it's uh, A off brand Me personally What do they think Oh I what think they think, think it's, they think? Uh, it's definitely not authentic They think I'm putting on so they think it's an off brand. Yeah. So they think you are a Kroger brand. Exactly. They think I'm trying to be somebody else and not be myself. And which is that's why I say I understand it because I think we do it with everything like food, restaurants, like you, the way something looks and the way somebody talks about a restaurant, the way the food looks at the restaurant and the way people review it and talk about it is how you're gonna judge it. First off, now you have some some leeway in there, right? Like. A restaurant could be in a bad area, but if it's got great reviews and, pe- and it's not, people have been telling They're you great things about it, I'm willing to take that 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 chance and try it. Um, same thing with people. If um, the first glance at somebody, the way they talk and the way they look and they appear to you, is how you're going to base them base them off of. Now, when they speak to you, determines if you're going to dive deeper into the conversation. 
So uh, I understand it clearly, but I think people have been um, programmed, programmed, and that's it. We're gonna get into that too. I think people have been programmed to think a certain way. And to me, I say like, yo, I like to talk the way I talk, proper English, because I want to be heard by a, lot, a larger percentage of the population. When I was speaking Ebonics, uh, only a small minority of the population understood that and only talked that way. So to speak English properly, you know, you're available to a lot of, you're more inviting and you invite more people to have conversation and dialogue with you when you, they're able to understand you. You're, you're able to, in, in essence, what he's saying is you, you're able to communicate more effectively. 100%. Among a greater multitude. Exactly. Because we live in America. The America speaks English. So it's like, that's why I do that. And the way I dress is because I like it, for one. And I think it's more approachable and it's more inviting. Now, I think we talked about this uh, a while ago. So it's like we're revisiting a lot today. <laughs> so, all right. So What's why up? do you... Now, now let's, let's talk about this. Now, we're going to talk about "Quote unquote," being real. Yeah, go ahead. Slash being authentic, but being real. When you hear that, see, I, I had to get my voice ready for that. <laughs> being real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you being real, mm -hmm. slash being authentic. Yeah. Notice how I said that. <laughs> yeah. Being authentic. It's a difference. You announce it. It's a little different. <laughs> nah, I, it's funny, bro. Because I know it's I know. Cause we do it all the time, but yes. go ahead. So, um, is it a difference between the two, depending Being on real, where you come from? Of course, man, hundred percent. Because, um, in my eyes, I think you could be real, keep it real, but you also don't have to be. Um, can we, I, this is a real talk podcast, so I'm gonna it, speak frank. Exactly. You could be real and be and keep it real without being um, too black, all the way black. Like, cause I think is what's that. What, too black or all the yeah, way black? What's black? Like, for See, instance, I thought if it was we, a color. Because if we're, um, it's called ethnocentrism, I think it's called. Okay. So it's like. Um, Educators, brother. Et <laughs> Let me look at the definition. Because I was, I, was, I was reading that earlier. A popular example of this is to think of a utensil different cultures prefer to use. Some cultures prefer to use forks, spoons, and knives to eat. And may believe that it's weird or incorrect that some cultures traditionally use chopsticks to eat. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So it's like, um, traditionally, you know, to be real or keep it real comes a certain, it, it, to me, it becomes a certain way in the black culture, right? And I don't have to, like, I think it's a separation between being real, keeping it real, and professionalism. You know what I'm saying? So I could keep it real and be real with you and we go late on the job, but I don't have to be per, per se all the way black or, you know, super black to do that. And I think sometimes it gets lost in the sauce and you get labeled certain things because certain people don't understand the difference. They mm -hmm. can't separate the difference. Interesting. So with that being said, why do you think it's a large portion of us, when I say us, I'm talking about people of color in the community that feels that, for example, we talked about uh, we talked about this before. Yeah. But I just find it important to talk about it again because this is the thing that kind of, it, uh, it grinds my gears, so to speak. You have certain people that they already know Going in, like just going in off, off, off top. You already know if I'm in a certain environment, 
let's just say the body. The yeah. body has a gauge on it. That gauge can control your dialogue, control your talk, control your cadence, control all of that. That's true. Automatically going into, you know what, let me go ahead and make sure I, let me dial it down. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. But is it authentic? Uh, I think if that's really you and that's how you talk, that's how you sound, then... Let's be honest. That's not, we no good how we talk. No, no, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like, let's just say you don't touch the dial at all. If that's really you... Okay, if you don't touch the dial... Let's... Now, yeah. we, I, I love where we at. I love it. And you... you be real. Yeah. I, real talk podcast. Keep it... 100% real. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So... Do you ever go without touching that gauge? Now, ever. Uh, no, I'm talking about being in the professional world. Do you ever go without touching that uh, gauge? Nah, because I talk like this all the time. So like, you don't touch the gauge. You don't touch nah, the nah, dial nah, at I all. Like, I like, talk like this all the time because beforehand I was putting on like I say two thousand around like 2015, 16, 17, 18. Uh, excuse me, uh, 2014, uh, 15 around that area. Is when I started just being talking how I naturally grew up talking. Okay. Because I so, felt like I had to fit in to talk okay. a certain way. Cool. I understand what you're saying. But with this gauge also, What's a lot that? of times the gauge also controls your personality. Like, for example. Explain it to me. I'm, I'm about to explain it, my brother. Like, for example, Red Day. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to explain it, my brother. Do you go into, that's what I'm saying, but can you be, can you truly be you talking like, you know, like. Like and I know I know right now, under the sound of my voice, everybody doesn't watch the Wayne's Brothers. Mm -hmm. But all right, so on the show, the Wayne's Brothers, you have one brother that's Sean Wayne's. So out of the two, Sean is the one that you wouldn't if, if a female was dating him. She don't she don't mind him going home meeting the daddy and the mother. He just he's you know he's well spoken, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> well dressed, well mannerable, <laughs> but then you have the other brother, <laughs> a little rough around the edges, to say the least. <laughs> but you got Marlon, and to keep this, uh, to keep this on a nice tip, Marlon, Marlon is is more so like a strong drink that you have to have. You, have, you can't drink him too fast. You just got to, you know, down him a little slow. Yeah. And yeah. then you got to, you know, some people might call him, they might not even call him, you know, they might not even call him top shelf. That might be a little more. <laughs> I'm just. Nah, I get you. I you get see what you. I'm saying? I definitely but understand But again, that. so if you're going on, so world, hear me on this. If yeah. you're going on an interview, mm -hmm. you're more so, if you have a choice to pick between the two. Yeah. Being a person of color. Mm -hmm. You're probably gonna put on Sean going into you know going into the world of work. You putting yeah. on Sean, you know, and you pray to God that Marlon don't mess around. Him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you. But it's like not only with that. Well, I'm going someplace with this. All right. Not only with that, Sean is more more likely to come across as he doesn't appear to be a threat. Mm -hmm. Especially within the working world, he doesn't appear to be a threat. Uh, he's, you know, again, you you just he's what he needs to be, what you looking for. He's he's that. Yeah. 
Marlon, you mess around and you make Marlon mad and you don't know what you're going to get. Marlon might fly off and he might say some things to you, whatever. Marlon is the one that you fire quickly. Yeah. And then you tell him, you know, it's an at-will state. So you ain't got to deal with no more of it. <laughs> I feel you. What's the problem with that, though? I'm glad you asked me. Is it a problem with that? Nah, man. I don't think so because I think... Mm. I think you should be yourself, right? Because then whatever positions you're going, we're talking about jobs, right? Whatever position you're going for, um, if you don't if you don't fit that skill level, right, or that or that requirement, then it, you it's gonna have to you're gonna have to ask yourself, okay, why didn't I get that job? Eventually, it's gonna whether you eventually have a deflection moment where you bring the job, whatever, you eventually have to ask, okay, what do I need to work on to uh, to do this, and then to, to fit that qualification of that specific job. We're talking about that. Sometimes, sometimes, and I and I and I know this. This is going to probably be something that we're not going to agree on this yeah. totally. But that's cool. I, it's okay to disagree. Yeah, of course. But here it is. All right, what's up? Sometimes it's not just a matter of skill of you knowing or having a certain skill level or the accolades. Sometimes it's not even about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about personality, which I understand. Like I think that's like because we but all do you that. You just said a few minutes ago. What's wrong with that? Like What's Marlon, Marlon won't be accepted by everybody on everybody's job. Hundred percent. Same thing with um Sean. Sean, that's a that's a, a guy his that's mother. like yeah that's yeah a, that's, that's a guy that's like straight edge like man Sean. The, but see, Sean is a natural charmer, so Sean can. I'm sure Sean can probably weasel his way into anybody's job. I think like because we if we like okay um we got the two personalities. We get I understand the two personalities. Maybe we're talking about two different things because I'm thinking like, okay, you have a certain qualification to get this job, right? Now, we're talking about fitting that standard, you know, professionalism, things of that nature, um, being able to communicate effectively where everybody understands. If you don't fit that, that mold, not going to understand why you didn't get that job. Now, if it's based off of outside things like names or color or things like that, then that's a different type of issue. You know what I'm saying, but I do think certain jobs that you go on that you that you that you look for, they're looking for a certain skill set. Now, what you saying, uh, certain people being more approachable? That's true because I don't fit the mold of certain people. Like I, like I told you, somebody told me like I thought you, I thought I already knew, I already knew what you were like. Oh, he date white girls, or he date he he not dating somebody of his race. Man, look here, let's just keep it a buck. They looked at you and they probably said. That brother took his draws and his uh, his shirt. 100%. His and I didn't fit the mold of who, <laughs> what they wanted. And I'm like, all right, I'm cool with that. But I, the only reason I'm cool with that is because this is authentically me. I saw it like this with my wife, with my mom, with you. No, no, I, with I mean, So that's why I'm like, I think it's a, it's, I think it's a problem when you have to question that. Like, is this really me or am I putting on? That's when it becomes a problem. So, okay. We, okay. I get where you're coming from. I get that, and I'm willing to accept that. But I still feel like I still feel like in in a world that we live in, a world in which people, individuals, are still trying to learn us, people of color. They're still trying to, you know, some people. The one thing I don't like is the fact that yeah, in this world in which people are still trying to understand us, certain people think that they know us, but then they know the wrong things. So it's like. In a sense, they overdo it the wrong way. Yeah. So, um, like, uh, uh, like you know, a certain go-to line is just like on Get Out. A certain go-to line is, you know, um, yeah, I would have, I would have, uh, I, you know, 
I, I love Obama as the president or whatever. I would have voted for him a, you know, a third term if I could. You mm-hmm. know, like, that wasn't needed. Like, <laughs> overdoing you. it. You know? you. Like, to be real with you, it's like sometimes people will lead with that type of stuff and then not even understanding the situation in which even though I may be a person of color, who to say that I wanted to vote for him in the first place? True. It's just, you know, but it's like, it's it's this popular assumption that, you know, I must appeal a certain way to, you know, to fit in. Yeah. But it's crazy because even, you know, the same applies for us. I feel like a lot of us, like, even when we become, when a, when a, when a topic changes and it, it, it causes for us to be, to be bluntly honest or to be, to be, in a sense, to be as honest as possible and really to give our passionate answer. Yeah. At that point in time, our passionate answer still won't sound like how it would if me and you were talking. Depending on who it is who that we saying that to. Exactly. Gotcha. So, for example, I don't know why we we come. A lot of our people that want to be successful, that want to always understand that a light is on us, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. A light is always on us. It's almost like you know, walking on eggshells. A lot of time, it's like we always like we come with this this default button sometimes, and then it's like, man, I, boy, I want to, mm, boy, I really want to. Well, I want to go in right now. Yeah. And then you're like, boy, give me an opportunity. I'm going in. And then this happens. So what do you think? Excuse me. Start with that. Yeah. Well, first of all. <laughs> That's not what you wanted to say in the first Exactly. Yeah. But again, it's like we you already gotta, know. Yeah. We got to navigate. And then. The voice might sound more like this, even though we talk like this here. Like, man, when we get when we get passionate or talk among one another, it's like, my brother, boy, you seen, you know, all 100%. that. Yeah, we gonna cut all that down yeah. because, and I feel like for us, we don't want to come across as threatening. So it's like I can feel that. It's like we suppress a lot of ourselves. It's I'm gonna call it what it is. I feel like a lot of time we go in there and we become soulless. Let me it's ask like, you this. Go ahead. So like. I think, and this is just my opinion. I think everybody does that. Like I don't think everybody does that. This let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Because I think we do it with. Um, we do it when we go over to people's houses, or when we go to schools, or when we go, we switch out because we do the same thing. And I think other people do the same thing to us. And I think it's so, just a normal give thing. Me, give me an example. You say like for instance, like I'm not gonna talk if we. Let's just say we teenagers, right? I'm not going to talk how I talk to you in the car when we bumping, you know, whoever the new artist is, like that around your moms and dad. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm a, I'm, now to keep it a buck, I not like I wouldn't do that either. Like especially coming up and stuff like that. First of yeah. all, coming up we probably wouldn't sh- we shouldn't have been listening to that anyways. But I'm talking about like I'm talking about <laughs> I would have to almost come up with an example, right? No, you, you made a perfect example. Like, we in the meeting, they asked you what you think, and you think it came across as insensitive or... That, like, very stuff. much. And, uh, like, to be honest with you, they legit stepped on your toes. Like, it, it was, like, for example, it was culturally... But you could say it in a way that's, that comes off non-threatening. 
You have to work a little bit harder. That, that one, but, but, that, you, but see, that's what I'm saying. You got to work a little harder. Everybody does that, though. I feel like in a situation like that, I feel like this here. What's up? Like a lot of times, and I've, I've seen it firsthand. So you working hard. You biting your, it's like you biting your tongue in a sense. But you still getting words out, but then the words not hitting like you want them to hit. <laughs> And you still feel, and you still That's feel like point. they still downplaying the the like they the, ain't it. the importance of what you trying to say. And it, like for example, you could be sitting up there. Um, no, to be honest with you, I I'm gonna just put it like this. It it just it was it was just it was distasteful. Um, I don't see how it was distasteful. I mean. <laughs> I do it all the time, you know. Yeah. And you like, you do do it all the time. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get you to understand that when you do it all the time, it, notice the look at the looks. When you do it all the time, <laughs> that's real. It's wrong all the time. I definitely understand that. You know, I mean, I I just don't get you people, and there it is, you people, that flies out. Then all of a sudden, that's real. That's real. Excuse me. Um, can I? Can we take five? It's like you know. But again, that's interesting. We, Go ahead. Then it's like when you walking out, you are, are, like you walking out the door. You can hear. You know what's wrong with what I said? I just said to you people, Sabrina. I told you not to. You you have to stop doing that. But it's like now all of a sudden you walking out. It's a it's a talk about that, which means that. If it's a talk about that, and he states, I told you about that, like, why am I the one feeling like, you know, or why are you trying to make me feel like it's not an issue? We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms, linked in the description, and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.